When I was an army chaplain, my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about God, life, relationships, the Bible, and I answered them as best I could with stories from my own life and what I've learned along the way. They also called me Padre. So welcome to the Dear Padre podcast, where I take the questions of the day and uh, do the best that I can to answer them, generally speaking. But today we have a special guest with us. My friend William is joining us for a little bit of banter and conversation uh, live from his home in Pennsylvania. And uh, we're hoping to spin off another podcast. So if you like what you hear today, tune in. I'll give details for where and when that podcast launches in our com- of our conversations. So uh, welcome, William. Shalom. Uh, hey, Shalom, David. How are you doing? Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. Pretty Am good I uh, on this podcast, Padre Peters? Yeah, we're, we're recording right now. It's great. Boy, Vin, I missed your service today. I wanted to go to your service at, at 8.30, my time, and today, and it was a achavara, should we say. It was a real, a madeloch, a terrible thing. Do you uh, want to get us right away? We, um, like- we had a minion. You had a minion. You had 10 boys over 12 or 13, or they were a whole mix? Actually, we didn't have a minion then. We count we count everybody, male or female, as a minion. Good. That's how it should be. So the Reformed Jews count anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like Episcopals. They even count a puppy if he shows up. Oh, definitely. They get two points. Yeah. Cats get three. You know what they say? Humans have, uh, or uh, dogs have owners, cats have staff. That's right. Yeah. That's true. We're trying to get a cat right now. What should we name the cat if we get one? Well, you want me to help you with that, right? The Blue Russian. Yeah. Well, the Blue Russian. My, uh... Well, of course. Or um, we're looking at some Siberians because they're pretty hypoallergenic too, as you know. Ah, okay. Well, so we're I, working I have on it. Heard. So, what would be a good so name still... for a cat in Yiddish? Katzloch. That's always a good word for a cat. Katzloch. <laughs> What's that? Oh, mean? You've heard it means little cat. Oh. Is cat uh, in Yiddish cat? Is cats or cats, and then Katzloch is a little one, or you could say Kleine Katzel. Kleine All kinds of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like a dick. It's served with sour cream, but it wouldn't be kosher. <clears throat> wouldn't be. Are you there with someone? Is this a big birthday party? I'm interrupting. I, it's a big birthday party. Joe came over to he ended up doing paperwork shit while I was running around getting paperwork stuff oh, nice. recording. Nice. Hi yeah. Joe. Good to see good to hear you. <laughs> or, Hi David. Good. Yeah. So what, like the listening audience. We've got like a live studio audience for this one. What podcast are you doing? Well, this this will be this is the teaser. We're gonna make a great episode and then we're gonna like launch our own if you know we get like more than ten clicks. So, oh good, no problem. Oh, you know what? You know when I hear clicks, I think of the cicadas and the Katie did, and they're clicking all over the place now. You know because it's In, summer. It's summer. They've kind of know? died out here. It's too hot for them here. They were here early in the summer, and then they die out in Texas. Okay, you um, got all this hot guys. All those hot guys in Texas. I thought DC had all the hot guys. He has all those hot guys, according to Ron. 
you know, he saw hot guys everywhere. He saw them on a rooftop. He almost turned his truck over. Oh man, there's this so, crazy yeah. book that uh, that I read when I was in Iraq called "Every Man's Battle," and it's like a purity culture book about how men can deal with lust and you know sexual problems while they're usually for married dudes. That's who mostly it was for. You know, hetero married dudes. And the, wow. the opening story is about this guy who's driving along the Pacific Coast Highway in a traffic jam. And he sees this woman who's like jogging next to the, the road. And he's like looking at her. All of a sudden, wham, he hits the car in front of him. And that's how the book opens. Like, man, I didn't know I had a problem. So I wrecked my car and I lied to my wife. And But there's this part in it that's really twisted. And it says, like, there's one guy who kept looking at porn and one day he started to have dreams about about men like sexual dreams about men so watch out porn might lead to becoming a homosexual it was this crazy terrible book that i read you know while i'm away from my wife for like a year <laughs> i'm reading this book I, well, i'm glad i don't watch look at porn because i might become gay it might happen uh -oh. to you now, what happens if I don't look at porn? That means I wouldn't become gay. Yeah. So yeah, what? That's what. That's what might happen. What's my, what's my excuse then? I don't know. If you I should have been at, looking um, at porn, you should have been looking at porn. That's why. No, I'm not into. You know, I don't think porn. To, to, if you're going to bring up pornography, I don't think it's healthy. You know, to watch, and it's not great because it interferes with one's sexual energy one then start if you study about it psychiatrists say it's not healthy because you start to have these fantasies that you want your lover your mate to do things that you see in movies that may not normally happen or you wouldn't normally do but like standing in the edge of a chair while having sex with three other people that doesn't allow for intimacy that and you can bring fantasy in with and and different things without going crazy you know what I, mean? well, I think that's I mean, porn is it represents sort of our our deepest like sort of urges and desires that are acted out for us by actors. And like, but yeah. doesn't that stuff like play in our heads? Like just I don't know, because you know porn. for me, just holding someone is often and this maybe comes with age to me, intimacy and being close to someone is as important as and sex without closeness has no meaning Absolutely. and closeness yeah. and i think sex should grow on something it shouldn't just be wham bam thank you either ma'am or man however you want to interpret it it should be a close and a bondness it Absolutely. shouldn't just be it shouldn't just be like fruit flies like we got 20 minutes to live let's do it but don't you and think that in um, our sexual desires, there's a lot of primal urges, which are not always um, things that we say out loud or things that we, that are acceptable yeah, in polite company that kind of play around in our head. And um, that's right. And you don't always right. like tell everybody those things or uh, your right. partner, those things, but they're, they're kind of there. And I think that when we deny that part of us, we kind of deny our sexual humanity because you know, it's, of course, we need to know and be close to the person we're in a sexual relationship with. That's like, a, that. that's what good sex is, is someone that you love and care about and also 
can express yourself fully. But for a lot of people, expressing themselves fully is is like going into that sort of taboo place to some degree or another where and it doesn't even have to be like done. It can just be there in the mind. Um, I just, you know, as a repressed fundamentalist growing up, like where all sex was kind of bad, except for if you were married, like it was okay or heterosexually married, it was kind of okay. And there, well, that's how it was. That's how it was in my family too. Differently though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It was understood without being said, but they kind know? of beat it out of us. No pun intended. Like, you know, kind of like, like, how dare you even think about lust, uh, lustful thoughts? Don't think about girls. Don't think about women. Don't look at porn until the moment you're married. And all of a sudden, you're supposed to have this wild and crazy sex life that just takes off with wild abandon with you and your wife. And and I was like, I mean, you know, my story, my first marriage, I was impotent on my wedding night. I couldn't like keep it up. And I was so embarrassed and humiliated. Yeah, but be honest, David. Many people, if you read stories, often get, we say Yiddish for schnushka. They often get drunk (laughs) off their ass. I was so sober. Hadn't drunk a drop all day. Uh, I didn't drink back then. Orthodox Jews often will get drunk in their first, because, you know, ultra-Orthodox Jews, you know what they're taught about sex. The rabbi says, go, be happy. Okay? And the wife is told... Make sure you keep your husband happy. So no you pressure. go into it. Yeah, my mother, my my uh, my mother's sister told me a story once when she got married. Her, her, their mother said to the aunt, uh, "Here's a book on flowers." <laughs> now I don't know what a book on flowers tell you, but it was used by Victorian women. And then, meanwhile, what I learned over years that the mother's sister had had sex before had gotten married to the uncle. Right. So, you know, which was considered taboo. My mother knew this because she once told me she understood that. I didn't say anything to her. Is is there a word for premarital or forbidden sex in Yiddish? Yeah, it's tray. I don't know. It's it's not kosher. I don't know. You know, you call that person a korva. That would not be nice. Korva means a a whore. It means the whore of Babylon. But You know, people are quick to judge. Sure. You know, people are quick to judge. I mean, I know one family member had sex before he got married. And, you know, sometimes you have to take the truck out for a ride. I mean, it sounds awful, but, you know, you, you should be comfortable with someone. It doesn't mean, I definitely think people should be connected and should, just shouldn't do stuff. You know, well, because they, when I was growing up, they always said, you can take the difference between taking a truck out for a test drive and driving it all the way to California, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I agree. Unless, of course, you live in California. Yeah, we lived in Pennsylvania. It was a long, no yeah. one even had ever been to California that I knew growing up. Yeah. That's yeah, where all I mean, the, the people the, moved to San Francisco when they sort of left, you know, the community. Hmm. That's right. My uncle, yeah. you know. <laughs> I. Your uncle lived in San no, Francisco? My, my mother my mother had an uncle who moved to San Francisco and was never seen or heard from again. Probably for his own oh. safety. You know, this is this would have been a baby boomer, so we're talking nineteen sixties, you know, moved out there. Oh, so he was a he was a fagala. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
You know the Yiddish yeah. for tegela? I think I can ascertain its meaning. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what it means? Do you know what it means? It means little bird. No, no. A what? It means little. It means a little bird. You know, you flit around. Ooh. Oh, it means wow. a little bird. Yeah. Wow. There's something my mother often used. She's like, "Do you think he's a fagala? I think he's a fagala." That that sounds fagula? a lot like the other word that I don't ever say, you know, in English. Uh, fagala. Well, yeah, <laughs> or that yogurt you used to like. Oh, fahe. <laughs> when you found out the I pronunciation. Bought, I bought fahe simply because people didn't know it at the time. It's spelled F A E G E. It's Greek. Yeah. And people yeah. would say, they're like, oh my God, are you eating that? Fat, eh, eh, yeah. Are you <laughs> eating that? Uh, and they would, then they would say Fiji yogurt. I was like, no, I think the Fiji is different yogurt. <laughs> and, you know, and they'd be like, well, how do you say it? It's like, how do you think you say it? And they're <laughs> like, baggy. Probably a great like, pickup oh. line. Yeah. So that's what they yogurt in your mouth and they're like, what's, what are you eating? You tried to push it on me that one time. I was like, yeah, it was good. Like, oh, yeah. And, and that's, that's then right. I found out it was, you were pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. And, and did you correct me? Or I, is that what happened? I think maybe. I don't know. But there's yeah, Australian it's, it's, yogurt now and Greek yeah, yogurt, Bulgarian yogurt. I love Bulgarians. Yogurts. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I love Bulgarian yogurt. I really do. And you know what's, uh, but it, it is funny though. Yeah. Which is the thickest yogurt of all the yogurts? The Icelandic yogurt. I feel like Icelandic yogurt, you get it and it's like, you need like a pickaxe to get in. It's frozen. It's like thick. It's like a, like a glue. Yeah. It's really good actually. It's very good. It's very healthy and very good. Very firm. It's good with blueberries. Icelandic? Yeah, I've had it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's from Reykjavik. Bought it on sale. Yeah. Nice. It's very good. It's firm. It's thick. It's a little sour. It is. There's no runniness. They even have a vanilla flavor. Oh, it's kashmachavazah. You know that Yiddish expression? No, no. What? A kashmachavazah means something tasty. It's lick smacking. Good. That sounds good. Well, if you're going to eat the yogurt, let the yogurt drip down your yeah. beard. Yeah, that was another Yiddish expression. <laughs> what is it again? I then even did have been board. If you're going to eat pig, let it drip down your beard. Enjoy it. Enjoy <laughs> and, it. and that's coming back to that pornography thing. I think that's where, like, you know, when, when it comes to sec our sexual being, like who we are sexually, there has to be some kind of like letting go of our inhibitions in sex without hurting anybody or without, um, you know, as in a consensual way, but. Like there's part of us because we're, I think just to live in America or maybe even to live on the planet, we've been told like there's all kinds of rules about who you can like, who you can date, who you can have sex with, who you can't for every culture like, no around the world. Forbidden or tray forbidden is, is interesting. Like Adam and Eve, you know about uh, that. The forbidden yeah. is desired and what's considered forbidden is desired so what's that expression sin on saturday and then repent on sunday oh yeah Where my mother would use the victorian expression i don't care what you do in the bedroom as long as you don't scare the horses on the street right 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 and that's the the obscene the word is from greek obscena which is like off scene 
in a Greek play, any kind of violence yeah. or sex was done off scene. Then they right. came on on the scene and talked about it on stage and talked right. about it. But it was always done off scene. So this like obscene part of our lives, which we hear about as kids, but we learn about as we be, get become adolescents, there's always a little bit of repression. And for me, there's a lot of it coming from purity culture in Christianity. So like, I always feel like I, I, I understand the exploitive nature of pornography, but I'm also like, you know, for some people that's kind of all they have in, in the, in their opening up to the world around that's them. That's right. But the biggest that's pornographic right. movie making industry is in your brain. You know, like that's, that's no, the one that. Yeah. It really is true, though. And, you know, pornography has been around since the ancient Roman times. Oh, absolutely. And it was either yeah, but, but drawn. And the word what, means writing. It's like pornographic that's writing. Right. It's like uh, graffiti. Because I once had a discussion with my mother about pornography. She wanted to know if I ever looked at any. And I said, I did, but I, I wasn't intrigued by it. I looked at it to see what was going on. And I said, but mom, and she knew history. I said, in ancient Roman times, they had groupies, the gladiators, and you'd have women, and I'm sure some men who would paint their favorite gladiators on the outside of the Colosseum. Yeah. <laughs> and, and part of that, too, was the gladiators were like soldiers. They knew they might die, so they opened themselves up for risking risky behavior. You know, when you know you're going to die, you often try things because you feel you'll only... Right. Hello? Hey, you're back. You there? Yeah, basically a podcast is a party line phone where you call in and people listen and hear your conversations about like private matters. But I guess you had to come up with some coded language back in the day of like, hey, you coming by the candy shop today? <laughs> well, you know, people would go back to their, all, their languages. Their, their, they would speak in Polish or Yiddish or German. That's like, yeah. And, and if someone else spoke that language, you just kept switching languages until you outlanguaged them. Wow. Yeah. See, that would be great. I, I always really speak no, English. It's no different than what my parents did. They would use Yiddish in front of us, so I learned it yeah. more than way because they would use it in front of us kids to talk about things now they came your parents did not immigrate to the u.s but their parents did or was it how yeah their parents yeah their parents yeah and they and they came like fully speaking yiddish and probably another language or two yeah my parents first language was yiddish wow both of them and my first language that I wrote in was Hebrew, and my second language was Yiddish. Okay. Yeah, I used Yiddish pretty early on. By the time I was four. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They couldn't yeah. hide anymore. Yeah, they couldn't hide at all. Okay. Anyway, um, so getting back to the uh, original theme now, um, what, uh, what do you think about um, this whole, like, um, I'm trying to think of a, 
Sorry, my brain's mush. I've been like meetings all day. Anyway, Sarah got back from Arizona. Her mother's doing okay, and she's back now, which is good. That's good. Yeah, it's been good. And, you know, your godson's doing well. He's on the iPad a lot, but he starts school next week. And we're like back in the thick of it. Just getting ready for that. What are you up to these days? Not a lot. Just some of everything. You know, lots of the usual. How has COVID affected you? Well, I mean, pretty much a lot of business disappeared because people, their income disappeared or they were afraid of people around. You know, right. that's the right. real. So that's, that's more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's had a huge hit, you know, in every industry and everybody but Amazon is like hurting right now. I know a lot of people are delivering for them. It's like a they're building a giant distribution center here. So it's it's happening. But yeah, it's it's a big hit. And I see yeah, like it is. It's people are starting to learn how to live with it. Like how do we open safely and is your synagogue open? No, they're all everything is very separate. You know, everything is by Zoom. Just yeah. like your services, the Zoom industry. So we started in person on Sundays, and I've got to like, I need to break out that Russian you used on that woman at the airport. Um, when people come to church without wearing a mask, I need to like get some good Russian, strong, or maybe German or even Yiddish, like strong words to say to them, like put your mask on before you come over here. <laughs> I don't know. People everywhere are doing that. You know, they're they're very much um, they're they're tired of living with the masks, so they're they're now living on their own terms. Yeah, they're creating a bravado effect. What do you, what it's, kind it's of masks do you have? What do you wear? I just wear whatever I have. Blue ones. They don't have any. Are you making? They don't have any. Now, friends have given them to me. That's all I have. I don't have anything exciting. So yeah, they're they're either friends given to me. And that's what I use. Yeah, this, I don't have any logos, no mascot. <laughs> they're not handmade. They're not ordered. They're not you know. They're just I I use them and then they wear out. Then I take another one. And today's you know, your birthday. Simple. So how did it go? It was okay. You know, a lot of paperwork. Is really what it is. Well, I know you're in the thick of it. That, that's really all it is. It's, it's just usual. It's like another day. When you get to be an adult, that's what happens. Your birthday's another day. Yeah, you're like, oh, great. What? I, how old am I? Like, I'm as old as the old people that I used to think were old. Yeah, well, that's what it is. It's like when you were young and you thought 30 was old. and <laughs> Then you're yeah. 50, you know. People start calling you grandpa. You know you're in trouble. Life begins at 50. Who knows? Yeah. 50 is the new 90. Sure, that's how it feels. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Hey, just think the president of the United States is like 30 years older than you. So, you, you know, you got plenty of time left. 
Yeah, he looks twice as old. So, yeah, well, they they do some good work on him. Keep him young looking. Uh, I th- Thanks for joining William and I on the Dear Padre podcast. It's good to have you with us. We're going to announce the launch of our new podcast pretty soon, and I hope you'll uh, join in in that conversation when the time comes. Until next time, take care, uh, subscribe, share with your friends, and be yourself because you're the only you there is.